one night it was like three in the morning and one of my homies texts me on my shit and says hey man there's some motherfuckers out in the front door I go get my street sweeper I throws open the doors and there's three essays at my door fuck you want oh man we just came to give you this demo homie Okay, this is hot boxing right here. Evan, we got the coolest, the coolest out of all the coolest guests here. Oh, dude, this I'm guy is the real. man. Thank you so much. It's What's good to up, be here dude? with y'all. This hey, is man, good it's, stuff. it's been a minute since you know we've seen each other, but it's always good to see you, man. And I gotta say. It's good to see you getting behind the cannabis culture, most of all, because, you know, it, it's more and more you see a lot of athletes coming in and saying, you know what, this shit is the business in terms of what we want to use, you know, to, to, to make ourselves better for our therapy, for our medicinal shit, instead of that over-the-counter crap they be yeah. trying to pump. Hey, man, this is something um, I just have to thank God for the something that came to me. Somebody brought this to my attention, and um, I thought this would be something I'd do all day till I die, and this is something that's it's very profitable and helping people as well. Yeah. And, um, God, I wonder what happened if I have been smoking my whole boxing career. I stopped smoking because I wanted to be a fighter and stuff. Interesting. Because they test heavy yeah. for that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's it seems like— I used to have a withinator, you know? I yeah. Take <laughs> <laughs> a withinator. Hey, Mike, did you—do you think if you had weed throughout your boxing career, do you think you would have been as ferocious— I don't know. Yes, I probably could. You know what? The the weed fucks with your mind and makes you um, and um, when I smoke it, when I smoke it, um, it perpetuates who I am. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because it, with every individual, it gives you you know it's something different, right? Like everybody yeah. has a different superpower with it, you know, so yeah. to speak. So like a lot of us get hyper focused. So like if you're stoned and you're working out in the gym. Yeah. You're like totally zeroed in on that's that my shit. favorite. Fo- you're focused. That's you're my high, favorite. Focus on the yeah. Yeah. So sure. I would think he would been ferocious no either doubt. way, but yeah. I think the the super hyper focus would have been like right there. But you know what's cool now is that they're looking into you know at least the fighting game is in in terms of the UFC I think or mixed yeah. martial arts they're looking to take that shit off the ban list. Yeah, because everybody smokes in the UFC. Yeah, you know. Hey, Can listen. I have a little hit of that. It, B? It, it's crazy because. All the athletes get down, like football players smoke in the off season, baseball players, basketball players, and we know that shit for a fact because you know, in my smoke box interviews, I've had some of these athletes. I've had like Al Harrington, you know, yeah. come down and tell us, you know, how motherfuckers get down. You know what I mean? Like how, how he got down. We just had Matt Barnes in there. Um, we've had some MMA fighters come in, Joe Schilling and and uh, Kid Rio. Any NFL guys? Waiting. I need a bigger car for come them. Come on, bro. I, I need think, a bigger car because those dudes are huge. Bring I, me in, B. I, 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 I got to come the man, in. The cannabis controls the stress level. Man, you're yeah. so stressed before you fight or something. Well, I'll tell you this. As a guy who played in the NFL who, you know, cannabis was my preferred pain management source throughout my time in the league. Smoking some weed was the one thing that would just help me relax. That felt better than anything. Right? It was the best yeah. thing. It would help me sleep. I'd wake up the next day and I'd be like, fuck, I could do this again. Or why am I taking this crap? Yeah. It's making me feel worse at the end of the day. Right. You know, which which is what usually happens because, I mean, you know, a lot of these things that they give everyone, you know, are 
things to suppress what's going on and not to cure. Yeah. Right. And in that suppression, it makes something else in your in your body makeup or whatever, you know, that that it creates a problem elsewhere for you. Exactly. I mean, look at all these goddamn commercials these days when they tell you Lipitor, take yeah. this. And then there's like oh, fucking man. 50 fucking side effects, including man. death <laughs> that you've got to deal with. And that's half of the shit that they're they're marketing on TV. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's and, crazy. and and in. Athletes and and people just in general, I think, are more educated now because, you know, obviously the Internet has made uh, information readily readily available. There is no longer that, you know, you could put this anti-cannabis propaganda out there and people not learn what the real is. And that's why a lot more people have, like, let their guard down towards cannabis. You had mothers uh, against drug driving and, and other organizations that were very much anti-cannabis. And when they realized that their kids, some of them that were having epileptic seizures and stuff like that, they looked to the C- the CBDs along with the THC1, like the Rick yeah. Simpson oils yeah. and whatnot, and how those things were helping you know, those kids with the seizures. They changed their stands on it. And that was huge because, you know— they started educating other other mothers, other parents on how this actually helps. And so now you have people that smoke and consume and you have advocates that fight for. But you also have allies and in, in people that don't smoke and the, but they're in there maybe weren't advocates in the beginning, but they see how it really helps. Yeah. And, you know, that has created the wave of people like getting involved and knowing that the CBDs help and and cannabis helps so hopefully you know they they take that shit off the ban list and let these guys you know medicate and i gotta tell you there's speaking of nfl players right i have i have smoked out with two and i'm trying to get one in the smoke box right there's two mics i want to get in the smoke box there's mr tyson right here you know what i'm saying yeah and uh mike irving michael oh, irving that's a good guy he's a great dude oh hell he's yeah an awesome dude guy. and that's he an chiefs awesome he chiefs like a champion yeah <laughs> he is a champion he is a champion you know what i'm saying but he chiefs like one too that's good. you know what i'm saying and and he needs it man he, yeah he needs it i mean a lot we of, all need it yeah exactly all the all the guys who played yeah. in the league man you want to try that one? Um, try that with that glass tip right there, Mike. That's right. called the funky fill tip right there. <laughs> when you come do the smoke box, I'm going to have a package of those waiting oh, for you. Oh, that tastes good. Well, yeah. I got to meet Sin Dog. I yes, met Sin. Big Sen's football fan. Yeah, he's awesome. We had a great time at Green Street. He played some amateur football, semi or semi-pro uh, football with uh, Rod Strickland or Rod, wait, one of the Raiders back in the day, they, they, they had this league, and it was a semi-pro league. That's awesome. Send Dog played. I was watching the Dutch documentary before I came here by a guy named Dexter Manley, right? Dexter yeah. Manley, Redskins. Dexter, yeah, he's an awesome guy. And I remember seeing him when I was a kid, like in 83 or something like that, and they had gave him um, – he was in the courtroom, and they had gave him a piece of paper to read, and he couldn't read the paper. And um, – he started crying, and I remember watching this. And I remember saying, "God, I'm always um, this just made me get on top of my game. I'm always be ready to read." Yeah, so, you know what I mean? Because I, I had to. Be, I learned to read like when I was 16 or something. I never always be locked up in institutions and stuff. I never had a chance to do that stuff. So that's why I learned to read at institutions and all that stuff. Yeah. And I saw that one thing. I said, "Wow, that was um, that was just really um, um, eye opening for me at that stage. I never forgot it." 
Yeah, I remember when that story came out too. That was like a fucking huge story because yeah. I mean, you know, he was such a big player. What a play! Yeah. And, well, I had no idea his stats and what he did. He was yeah. incredible, and, and it also opened people's eyes on how some of the universities be letting shit. Yeah, slide. they didn't educate him. Yeah, they didn't educate him. They 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 went based off of just his talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he and, was a monster because because he was a monster. Yeah, you know, legend. Yeah, so tell me something. Tell me, why do these guys that like these guys that reach that level, like you say, a guy like Lawrence Taylor, a guy like Dexter Manley, right? And they got these demons, man. Yeah. Do you think the demons come with that um that depth of um, skills they have? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I mean, they have to because I mean, you know, the things that you go through to obtain those skills, you know, you know, what I'm saying like. The, the the pain that causes you to focus on to you know doing your skill set so that you're the best at it. But you know, B, you know what's really so interesting? I had never had the nerve to do get high and do. I did that one time at the end of my career. I smoked a joint and they fined me like three hundred thousand dollars for it. But I had the best. That, that was the best fight I ever had. That I, I did the most damage to anybody I ever did before. Broke his eye socket, cheekbone, wow. his back. He turned around when I threw a punch and I broke that back. <laughs> And I feel like because you were just back. so recovered. I think I was just um, relaxed and yeah. so focused. Yeah. I was relaxed and real focused. Because that's that shit we were talking about. Like it gives you a hyper. If you're one of those smokers where like, you know, when you smoke, it doesn't make you like, ah, I don't want to do shit. You know, I'm just relaxing, lounging, playing a video game or whatever. Yeah. There's There's smokers that are like that, but there's... Other smokers, obviously, that are way, you know, their functionality is, is on another level when they're smoking. Like, they actually do better. Yeah. Like, you know. I played in NFL football games after smoking. Yeah. 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 Hey, man. You know, Matt Barnes was telling us that, you know, all through his career, he was pretty much blazing, yeah. blazing before That's games. That football game is a different animal. You can't yeah. got to be focused, man. You got to yeah. be focused. What you got? They're going to kill you, man. They're going to hurt you bad. Yeah. It's it, a dance, too. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think, you know, you when you smoke before you do do whatever it is that you do, like that on on a high level of your skill set, if you're one of those high-functioning stoners, I think it makes you focus in a lot more. So like if you're boxing, right? You said you felt more relaxed, you felt more focused. Whereas the other you could, you know, I guess maybe you could be more distracted in that sense. You know, you I just can't understand playing football. You got to worry about behind you. Yeah. Blind sides and the side is too many blind sides to be a football player. And I was watching guys he knock us down talking shit. Get up, get up. They're talking crazy to each other. Disrespect knock him. Get up. Well, every guy in the NFL, every guy who makes it that far has demons and, you know, uh, shit from his past that he's every day trying to overcome and kill and conquer. Yeah. You know, I think anybody with any sort of talent, you know, that that made it on the level that they're at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to. You overcome. No one. No, I don't think anyone has come in squeaky clean because you have to overcome shit. To be that good, to, to, to get to those levels, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think from athletes to entertainers, they all mm-hmm. have some sort of, some yeah. of that some somewhere. Some loose. Some people deal with it better than others, but they all got it, for sure. We all got it, you know what I mean? I, I, I do believe that, you know what I'm saying? It's just about being able to overcome that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has, you know, if you, if, if you have a talent and you should be able be 
blessed to be able to have some success behind it. I don't think like that no one can say that there hasn't been one artist or athlete that just had a squeaky clean road all the way through. You know, there were stumbles, there was bumps and bruises and all that shit beforehand and during. I mean, you, you think about the, the pain that most athletes or, or entertainers have dealt with going throughout. And there's a lot of commonalities, right? Some of them come from broken homes. Some of them didn't have their parents at all. And yet they, you know, were able to strive through some of these things and, you know, not having your parents or growing up in foster homes and stuff like that, you know, it's, that's some strength that you got to have to go through that and still remain focused on like recognizing what your talent is and being able to focus on that and cue in on that and actually make a way for yourself to do that. I mean, these are some strong motherfuckers that, that can do that. But, no doubt. you know, what they got to deal with internally, unless you're talking to somebody about the shit that's going on with you or that you, you've been through, it, yeah, I would say it probably makes it a harder path because you don't feel like you got people to relate to that or talk to, you know, so you hold that in, you bottle that shit in, and it could be fuel or it could be obstacles, you know what I'm saying? one or the other happens in that you know what i'm saying but uh yeah i think those demons exist in in all of us who do any form of entertainment where entertainment whether it's sports or music or all the above you know well that's really where the richness of life is in all that hard shit and the True ugliness that. you man. know when i was fighting i was too high and fighting to think use any drugs you know yeah. what i mean i was just too high yeah I couldn't even function from just natural high back then. I mean, that's got to, it, it had to be the ultimate fucking feeling, you know what I mean? Getting a hand raised and belt around you for for all that it time. It seemed like a dream for a while. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like a dream. It didn't seem like that ever happened and stuff. I mean, shit, man. I, I, I followed your whole fucking career, man. I was super fan. Of of the Iron One, you know what Thank I'm saying? You. Thank you very much. And in 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 your movie, I I recognize something that you you said in your movie and shit that I was I was tripping out off of because I saw that in the Bruce Seldon fight. You you know you were talking about how like when you go into the ring, the dude's already beat. He's already beat. You already got him. And then when you go into the ring, you looked at him, and in that moment. You already knew the fight was over. You 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 were, you were speaking to something like yeah. that. It was all psychological, and you did have him beat. And you weren't talking about Bruce Seldon in that fight. It was just a generalization how you approached every fight. I think in in the in the movie, right? But when I was watching that, because I was at the Seldon fight, yeah. I was there, yeah. And uh, you know, I had been watching him come up. And he's a pretty good fighter, you know what I'm saying? He was knocking guys out and whatnot. He had some pretty good fights. But the minute he got in the ring, he fanboyed out. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, shit, I'm in the fucking ring with Mike Tyson. He kind of panicked. He panicked. He panicked. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, <laughs> you had him beat before he got into the ring. You had him beat. and Because and, once you guys looked at each other, he he realized he was fighting his idol right there. Um, I had a I had a um a teacher. Yes, he was a strong influence and intimidation. I didn't understand because I was always um, when I first met him, I was so insecure and so 
shy. Yeah. And he just got me to become this kind of monster kind of guy. And it just yeah. it comes with time and talking and just planning things in my mind. It was just a wild experience. Yeah. Mm. That, it, it, it was crazy to see. Like after, after I saw your movie and then remembering that fight, I was like, fuck yeah, I saw that happen. And, I saw that, him and do now it. in my life, I get pain. Sometimes I see people I fought, <laughs> and I get scared. I, say, this big, I look at him, this is a big motherfucker. I wonder if this guy wants to fuck him. He looks like he can fuck me up now. And I'm like, <laughs> they look big. I'm like, hey, how you doing, brother? Fuck. That's great. Nah, they bro. remember when you put their oh, lights yeah, out. Bro. They remember that shit. Uh, they look crazy. But scary. that's so. <laughs> you fought some big dudes. I mean, what, you're like 6'1 or 5'11? 5'10 and a half. 5'10 half. The f- dudes you were fighting were like your height, like 6'4, yeah, 6'6. Yeah. And you were chopping trees down, my bro. I used to look up to Marciano, listen for him. These guys break you. These guys kill you physically. He's beat you to death. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, serious, No, man. I used I'm to serious. see some of those these fights. Guys, these guys will beat I mean, you to death, films. man. Yeah. They'll beat you to death. What am like now? These referees stop the fight. You know, you got to be counted out. They stop the fight. Oh, yeah. and this guy don't quit. This guy getting the shit beat out of him. You know what they was, will beat you to death. What was crazy when, I don't know if it was ABC um, that way back in the day, they used to show those old school fights. Yeah, you see those guys. Yeah. There's no stopping the fight quick. You got to nah. be counted out. They want you out cold, man. They're yeah. beating you to death. You could go down as many times yeah, as you want. That fight guys, was continuing. Yeah, no. ain't no three knockdowns is over, man. No. You had 15 rounds to go. They they used to show Ali fights. Ali's an you animal. Know. Yeah. It's an animal. Listen, this is what you know with Ali. If you're not ready to go 15 rounds, don't even go in the ring. You yeah. got you're going 15 rounds. Was, that's you're crazy. You're gonna go 15 rounds. You know you're going. You ain't knocking him out. That's what he would do. You're not knocking this guy out. He he he, he, he got a he got a, a pain tolerance out of this world. He can take anything you're throwing. You got it. You got it. But before that, he's gonna take you in the deep waters and gonna drown you. He's taking the 12, 13 rounds. He's gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> he might kill you. He had the stamina yeah. to, to 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 go yeah. even he heavier. He's gonna take your best shot. You ain't knocking this guy out in his best. Crazy. This guy's a monster. Yeah, he's I mean, he, fight he, you. They hold you. Talk about your mother. Talk <laughs> about your girl. Your sister. He's gonna fuck your sister. Your mother's a whore. This guy's an animal. You gotta fight him on so many different levels. So many different levels. Hey, what did you think about um, the Broner-Pacquiao fight? Uh, Broner, he's become a disappointment. I even hate to say that about another fighter, but something's wrong. Is this guy taking drugs or something? Is he getting high? Because this guy did something that I was was offensive of one day that he really offended me. I saw him at the store, and they gave him change for some money. He said, he threw the money away. Like, I don't need change. And I'm so offensive growing up in the gutter where he come from. I'm, I'm very conscious of something like that. Money means a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had much more money than he. Did. He didn't have the money that I had, and I and I just was very conscious. I would never throw money away. I would give it to a stranger before I did something like that. That's just the conscious thing you do with money. You give it to people. That's what you know. You help people with it. Yeah, and I, yeah. And he threw it up the way like he was nothing. I I was just so offended by it. Mm. Yeah, you know. I think he needs to change his camp I don't know, up. I don't know who I might be offended, but it just rubbed me the way wrong way. It's known I came from such a disgusting place, and money was just such. It was just such a lack of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. I, you know, Pacquiao did his thing. Yeah, I thought. How about what do you think of Mayweather? The best. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At boxing, right? Yeah, boxing. At boxing, he's definitely the best. I mean, you know, if yeah, you can't touch him, it's not it's not his fault if you can't touch him. Yeah. 
<laughs> it seems like anybody that goes in the ring with him is just outclassed on every Listen, level. This guy's been doing this stuff all his life. His father was a great fighter. His uncle was a great fighter. He's been doing this all his life, man. This guy, this is all he knows. This is all he knows. It's how to fight. He's a master of it. Yeah. You, you know, um, it would be interesting to see him and Pacquiao one more time. He's going to be, though. Yeah, he, he probably will. But I'm saying, you know, like analyzing what what he had did to win that first fight you know Pacquiao's a smart fighter you know he's very he, smart and he's quick you know he's fast how how what do you, what in your game plan he's one changes of my favorite fight. I really look up to him but he yeah. disappointed me in that, that Floyd fight he didn't fight yeah he could or else he, maybe Floyd put him in a position where he was unable to fight he couldn't you know? catch him it's just he it seemed like he couldn't catch him and they're both fast as fuck it's just you know, like if one guy is a little bit faster, <laughs> you know what you gonna do? Well, but, it's just hard to beat. But it would be intriguing to see that shit again because I mean, you know, who 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 else? Who else? Who else? Because I mean, what are that, you gonna do, Connor again? Nah, nah. It's a guy. Listen, it's a young guy coming up named Errol Spence, right? Um, this guy's the real deal. He's Errol a couple Spence. couple more years. Yeah, he's a welterweight, hundred forty-seven pounds. I believe he can, no one can beat him right now, but I'm told he'll be a big star in a few years if he continues to stay on that path. Mike, could you ever train somebody? No, nah, it just takes a special person to do that. Yeah? Yeah. A person like that has to be so self-conscious and only to fight. I have, I think about myself too much, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that's just that's a hell of a job. That's why most fighters... um. They can't fight, train. It's really rare. You know, it's really um, difficult. It, it's you like throw your ego away and just focus everything on this individual. You live your life through him. It's like some play, like like basketball players. Some of them can play the game, but they can't coach. Even though they have all the skill set yeah. to teach someone, like you know, it's like when Magic tried to coach. It's how you relate <laughs> it. Yeah, I tried coaching. I went back to my high school and coach was the assistant O-line coach, man, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, and then you got to connect with all those different personalities. Whoa, yeah. And, and, get them, and, and get them, how you know, figuring out how to make them work together. Yeah. You know, and then disconnected yourself from the actual game so you're not, like, feeling like yeah. you're in there. Yeah. Like, this is what I would do if I was in there. Why Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, coaching on that level, that it's a fucking heavy, you know, it's a fucking big burden to deal with. It is. It's a big task. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I didn't watch it. What was I Good doing? for you, Mike. You're looking at YouTube. I'm, I'm hooked on YouTube. Nice, man. <laughs> like Hell YouTube. yeah. Hooked on YouTube, baby. That's a show. Nice. <laughs> That's a show right there. Did you watch it, B? I did. I did, you know. Um, Are you a Rams fan? I am a Rams fan. Um, I mean, hey, you know. Tom Brady, baby. Tom Brady, you know. It's it's hard to beat the GOAT, but I'll say this. You know, it was a tough game on both ends, like in terms yeah. of uh, the defenses were fucking defenses killing were, it. Yeah. You know, the young guy, he could, you know, he couldn't. Goff. Get the rhythm. Yeah, Goff couldn't yeah. get his rhythm going. It's hard to be Brady, man. I'm telling you, listen, right? I'm just being honest. This is why. And I know people say that their team's the man team. Listen, I saw them play Atlanta one time. They played in the Super Bowl against Atlanta. You were there for that? No, I was. Um, oh, you were watching it? Watching it, right? Okay. I don't normally watch the Super Bowl, but I watched this one, right? Cause I thought Atlanta was going to win. We're going to have a black team really win. You know, yeah. black teams won for black people. This is the real black team. This yeah. is black Atlanta, right? So they're going to win. 
And listen, they ran, they ran, they beat the shit out of Tom Brady and them for like the first or second half. I said, no way they're going to lose. Yeah. There's no way they can lose. How could they lose? Beating the shit out of them. Oh, man, this guy, I don't know what happened, but he woke up or something. And he just he's just a fucking warrior, him. See, dude. Just start throwing him, baby. Boom, he's a boom, warrior. Boom, he's boom. a warrior and his experience, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, both defenses were playing great. Like, they were doing what they were supposed to do. It's just Brady found a way to win. Yeah, at and, the end. Yeah, and Goff, you know, for that, his third year to be in a Super Bowl against the greatest quarterback of all time, come on. For sure. You know, but they did they did fucking, you know, they did great through the season and I believe they'll be there again. Well, Tom Brady now has the most Super Bowl rings of anybody. He's got 6, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's some shit yeah. talking. That's some shit have. talking. He got the franchise <laughs> he's the six Dude, wins. he's the best oh, ever. I've no, fucking Tommy. been on the other sideline across from him, and no. I've watched yeah. him just no. surgically deconstruct my team's defense. You know what's yeah. crazy is there's bets in Vegas on all that shit. Okay, like, for instance, when they're going to show his girl, right? And they showed her in the third quarter. Giselle. Yes. <laughs> they showed Giselle in the third quarter. You know, and immediately they go back to the field. He fucking throws for a touchdown or yeah. whatever the fuck that was. You he know? threw that ball to Gronk. It, yeah, he, he just that. dropped it in there, dude. Yeah. It was a fuck. It he was like that. it was like magic, bro. Yeah. They show this. They show his lady up, his wife up there, yeah. and then boom, he yeah. fucking makes a big play. It was like magic, yeah, bro. I know. It, watching that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's fucked up. You love to hate <laughs> the guy, but he's fucking great. Hey, listen, I'm a Rams fan, but I'll give it up to him. How do you do that shit, right? I, I'll give it up to him. You know, he's he's a champ. He's yeah. Tom Brady, the legend, yeah. GOAT. You know. Well, it was going to take Goff having a great game. For the Rams to win. Yeah, and he didn't have one. Neither no. did Gurley. Yeah, Gurley, what I don't understand the game plan. They fucking kept him out of the game for the first half. CJ Anderson, too. They didn't like work him enough because that dude was punching holes through lines, you know. Yeah. They were calling it true, like the commentators, right? They were saying that Belichick was um pretty much throwing like fake pressure out there yeah. to confuse homie. Because I mean, you know, hey, it's a three year in the league, you know, quarterback, this is a huge game. He's probably filled with some nerves, most definitely filled with some nerves, as poised as he's been up to that moment. That's the fucking Super Bowl. So, obviously, he used a little bit of that poker, you know, playing poker with, you know, faking pressure on him, and he, you know, it it worked through the whole fucking game. He couldn't get started. Belichick did what he does best. Yeah. He just fucked him up. But I'll say this, defensive coach. Um, oh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, yes. Um, he fucking had a great yeah. defensive game plan. Defense did great. Defense played did, awesome. did great. Up until that fourth quarter, you know? Yeah. What, but, dude, you're going to give up some plays to, yeah, to, 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 to Brady. To Brady, yeah. You know? I mean. That, their coaches are saying that all week. They're like, they're going to get their plays. He had two. They had two great weapons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had some, too, but we couldn't get them off. Hey, talking about coaches and um, mentors and stuff, you ain't you find anybody out there? There, There's a, a kid, you know, well, he's not a kid. Um, a dude we uh, we met some years back. He's been working with us. His name's Demrick. And I've did some uh, projects with him, with Cypress, you know, and uh, with with the exhibit. We did a, um, some uh, some albums under uh, the name Serial Killers. 
and uh, he's he's one of the dudes that like you know I think people sleep on that is very dope, versatile, you know, artist. He can get on any type of track. He can do the Nate Dog shit too, and and sing, sing as well. You know what I'm saying? So like he got bars and he can sing, and uh, you know I think motherfuckers need to fuck with him. Oh, what do you man. got going in the cannabis space, man? Oh well, we just recently opened up. Uh, well, not recently. Last um, last August, uh, we we opened up our uh, first dispensary, Doctor Green Thumbs in Silmar. We got that shop opening. We're opening up another one in Palm Springs, up in uh, or actually Cathedral City, and we're going to try California. Yeah, California, yeah. and then we're going to try to open one, uh, open you know a few more here in California. Tyson Ranch is going to be close to what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And congratulations on that, man. Thank you. I know motherfuckers I are like hyped on that just because, you know, some of us knew you got stoned, but none of us talked about it because back then nobody blew each other up. No, nah, like nobody that. did that. These days it's like one of those things where like everybody's trying to scoop everybody out and spill some shit. Yeah, you know I remember back in, the, back in the 80s and 90s, nobody told anybody. Nobody did, did that. It. Now these new, you know, the, the social networks that exist, I mean, that's all it's for now. I remember the first time I seen one of those phones that you could take pictures of or, you know, because there was no video yet. I was in Europe. We were with uh, um, on a tour with Eminem, 50 Cent, Exhibit, G-Unit and all that. I think it was Anger Management Tour. I remember that tour. And uh, we were in some city and I was – one of my other bandmates and I were walking through the, like, market area. And this dude had his phone up. Like doing selfie mode, like you know, doing a selfie. He had it high up, and I could see him looking. I could see him looking at us, and like trying to position himself. And 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 I saw that, and I thought it was weird, but I saw that he had his phone, and I walked over to him. I'm like, "Hey man, what are you doing?" <laughs> 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 and you know, I oh. I was just I was just tripping out on what he was doing because I know he was doing yeah. it in our direction. I wasn't like offended or anything because like I'm cool with fans. Like I don't trip. I'll take pictures with them, sign autographs, all that shit. But I was just like, you know, like what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was just taking a picture of you guys. I'm like taking a picture. I used to freak out. And, when people did that. and it was no, it was like I hadn't seen a fucking a phone that you know you could take photos with yet. You know, because those so phones had, those phones weren't in America yet. You know what I'm saying? We and I saw that shit, and I and I was like, you now could we take can't a live without those phones. Yeah, I was like, you could take a picture with your phone. He goes, Yeah, look, bah. and it was like the first time I seen a selfie. Right again, That's a trip. This man. was not in America yet, but I saw that, and I was like, Oh shit, it's over now. Wow, it's over. And look, I mean, look what it is. I now mean, it's you know, totally normal. It's it's totally the sh- the shit to do, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people ain't even co- like slick about it. They're just blatant. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I always thought my time if I had this during when I was fighting and stuff, I would have pictures with a lot of people because a lot of people I met, a lot of celebrities and stuff I met and hung out with. I said, God, why imagine if I had pictures? With no Instagram, crazy, this right? Stuff. We never took pictures. Yeah, that those that technology yeah. came too way too fucking late for all the good shit. That they could have saw that happened in the nineties, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, the nineties, boy. The nineties were the 80s, mad. Eighties and nineties were crazy. It's probably good that they couldn't. It, it capture probably all that. is good. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> for some. Yeah. What do you guys think about all that? 
What do you guys think about? Because you were really like, I mean, you saw the first selfie, man. Yeah, well. With you guys. In Europe, I yeah. saw that. You know what I mean? At least I saw what was going to come. Yeah. Because I knew they had it. We were we were bound to have it. And sure enough, maybe like two, three months later, we had those phones, you know, and they just got better and better and fucking better. <laughs> you imagine, right? You know, like the technology that we haven't even seen that, you know, the federal government tests before it releases out the, um, the military-grade technology. They won't to, need us to work for them. They have yeah. um, artificial intelligence. Anybody, they have to, they could do our jobs. I mean, think about it. They got drones now. They could do a job and not put a pilot, you know, and their their conscious conscience, you know, in the, in the center of if they had to go release some weaponry on somebody you know what i'm saying they got drones that could do that so there's there's a whole lot of shit out there that we haven't seen and we're gonna like eventually you're not hip to the toad the toad yeah what's that explain the toad brother <laughs> it's real the toad is uh get scientific in a minute where five meo dmt comes from that you can smoke oh right right the toad yeah got it the sonoran yeah. desert toad and uh, they harvest its venom for this 5-MeO-DMT, which people vaporize in these ceremonies. Yeah. Um, it's much like ayahuasca or something like that, but it's condensed to 15 minutes. Right. So you blast off, go talk to God and come back or whatever it I've is. I've heard this, yeah. You die for a few moments. You experience you an ego death. You, you know, see shit that you need to see and overcome and is, things and, and and that's something everybody goes through through that right every different, everyone is different but those are kind of main points of right. the experience right. um you know and then you come out of it and you feel rejuvenated oh, man, you feel like, like you were born again yeah and, and really, i did the plant base and plant base is fun too yeah it's fun. not like the toe but it's fun have you ever done anything like that not nah, well. Come we used on. to do mushrooms yeah, back in the day. Was, yeah. Acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like this. It's not, a whole yeah. other level. Man. Yeah, we haven't done any of that yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the same family. I mean, DMT. It's another. It's we actually create it in our pineal gland. Yeah. Which is our third eye. Um, this doctor who came on to talk to us about it, he said that they've discovered that there's two times when we get a hit of it naturally, and that's. When we're formed in the womb, right. in our mother's womb, and then on the day on a, when we die. The beginning oh, and the no, ending. Oh, no, we're dying, nigga. God damn. <laughs> it's alpha and omega, right? Yeah, yeah. So, right. you know, it's very oh, powerful. They think it's like man. the doorway or the passageway that our soul hey, comes yeah, never into been the, the same, body man. and never out been of. The same after I took it. A lot of people thing. tell me that. You know, a lot of people tell me that they go on a journey and they oh. see different things in different you know for, for everybody obviously it's different yeah but they always come like the the main the commonality with the people that, that i've known that done it is they've come it come out of it with some clarity about yeah something about themselves like either ability or something you know what i mean i have not experienced it yet but like i had a few friends that that tell me that same thing you know yeah and uh you know uh, it's interesting, and who knows? Like you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always like open to, you know, new things. <laughs> yeah, 
although I haven't, you know, done mushrooms and, and acid in many fucking years. But uh, yeah, you know, it just um, it took you, it takes you away from it because that other stuff is just um, isolates you away from people that love you. Yeah, yeah, that other junk, you know. Yeah, for sure. All those ego building yeah, drugs isolate you. Yeah, when those... you get isolated, then you they almost ready to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, living on the edge for real. Yeah. I can't even believe I'm doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Evan can't believe this stuff's so awesome. Living the dream, man. Hey, it's great, man. And it's, it's great to see you doing it. You know what I mean? Because you're somebody like, you know, a lot of people don't know, but you smoked for real. You chiefed. That's, you know, it, it, obviously d- throwing, during your career, you couldn't say it or do it in front of people because they were testing and, and all that shit was, was happening. But. I mean, you know, you're a stoner, <laughs> so yeah, it's time, good to see people. It's good to see you in the game, so people know it, you know. And I know I could say it because I've seen it and I've chiefed out with you before, and and it's real, you know. It's it's because what, what happens. I know in this in the cannabis game is so many people are are entering the 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 industry now, right? Yeah. There's an influx of. Um, all kinds of different celebrities, right, coming in, and some of them don't fuck with it at all. It's, they're just looking at it about the money, and hell yeah, the money's going to be great. But it's great when somebody that's really about it is is getting into it because you know it's like they appreciate we love it this stuff, man. because we love it. We appreciate <laughs> we it. Stuff. Yes, we'll make some fucking money, but like we love it. You know, as opposed to the motherfuckers are just looking at it like, oh, man, this is just, you know, this is business. money to me. This you know how long we've been doing this without money for free? Yeah. <laughs> long time. Know. For real. I mean, for real. <laughs> man. So, yeah. with that being said. Awesome. You guys got to come up to Dr. Green Thumbs one you day. Got it, for man. sure. But we got to definitely do that smoke box. Have you yeah. seen these new artists out here you want to collaborate with? Uh, Migos, any good guys? I like, with? I like Migos. I like Migos. I like Drake. I like they're uh, both. Yeah, they're concert like, off the hook, man. You've been at concert. Yeah, they they oh, get down. I, I've the seen hook. them play. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, Kendrick. I like J Cole. I like. I've never been to that guy's concert. Yeah, ASAP Ferg. Guys. He's he's good. I yeah. like him. Well, yeah. you got to come to the Kind Festival too, man. Yeah, we got Miguel. If you're free, yeah, Miguel the headliner. When is it? February 23rd. Ah. Desert Hot place. Springs. Where are your yeah. place is at? Yeah, I think we'll be on tour, actually. We're, okay. Oh, we're We're, uh, we're going to be on tour with Hollywood Undead from February through March. But, you know, Sweet, we'll, 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 we'll get well, a get down together, man, for we're sure. We're doing another one in October. Ah, I'll be around in October. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome, man. This is going to be cutting-edge stuff, man. It's really awesome. I'm, hey, I'm totally down. Whatever, whatever you guys doing. Count me in. I'm down. Nice. Well, shit, man. We really appreciate you coming. Thanks for having me. Big and time. I, and I got to have you guys in the smoke box, man. Oh, we definitely. definitely. Call us, man. We'll yes. Do this. We'll schedule it. Yes, we got to make that happen, man. Hell yeah, man. Smoke box. Anything you want to shout out before we get out of here? Um, you know, check out Dr. Green Thumbs. Uh, Cypress Hill got a new album called Elephants on Acid right now. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, it's an album where... Um, it sounds like an acid trip oh, really? without being on acid. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome, brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Thank Word you, up. It's good to it's see really you, champ. Thank you. Word up, man. All right, y'all. Until next time, we're out of here. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton. I'm Be Real. See ya. Peace.